You're listening to the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. I have been away from a while, traveling and teaching in Alberta, Canada, and I just got back yesterday. And I feel amazing. I love what I do for a living. Thank you, Canada, for showing up and making that just so amazing. I am pleased to share that I have one of my dearest, oldest hoop friends in studio with me. (laughs) My good friend, uh, Brecken Rivera, aka the Tsunami. (laughs) Welcome, Brecken. Hey. (laughs) We have been talking all day. Brecken now lives in the same city as me here in North Carolina, or the same area anyway. And uh, she came over on a whim yesterday, something that, like a lot of shy people, I'm not that good at when last second plans, right? Yeah. But I'm so grateful that I said yes, because even though I was tired from getting home from the road, uh, hanging out with an old friend yesterday and today has been, like, really grounding for me. And, you know, we've... uh, Brecken's one of the few people that does what I do for a living, or does it at least in the same league and um, sort of area of what I do. And so it's, like, really refreshing to talk to you and to to connect with somebody that, like, uh, knows what I do. And so anyway, before I get into talking to Brecken, we were sitting around and and talking for probably a few hours, and we thought, you know, we should be recording this. And some of you have asked me if I would at least consider doing an interview, and uh, honestly, uh, I don't know if I want to interview you, Brecken, but I would love to talk to you and, and get your thoughts and uh, I know who you are, but maybe some of my listeners have no idea. Uh, if you're hearing me for the first time, I have been a hoop dancer for the last 15 years or so, and I've been a traveling uh, hoop teacher for the last 10 years, and it's all that I do, and I'm not the product of a trust fund, so... <laughs> It's a meager life, but it's a beautiful life, and I have, uh, I still do it. It's what I do, and this podcast is just an extension of that. And I met Brecken a long time ago as part of that path, and uh, she's not going to say these things, so I'll go ahead and say them. (laughs) Brecken, uh, by pretty much every hoop geek's understanding, is one of the unique, uh, most unique and founding members of our hoop dance community. And even though she's considered part of my era of hooping, uh, she wasn't at the time. She was definitely part of what we called the second wave, although she probably led that wave, honestly. Um, And she brought a a very unique hoop dance style to the scene that we hadn't really seen. Uh, It was sort of the, and I hope you don't take any offense at this, it was kind of the non-pretty Oh, cool, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't wasn't always pretty. (laughs) No, I mean, not that it wasn't pretty. No, that's not what I mean. I thought it was beautiful. I mean, I think it was gorgeous. It just didn't seem to emphasize uh, superficial pretty. No, like superficial prettiness. I felt like like it was a... Um, and I, you know, it's like sometimes when you characterize a style, you wind up looking like you're banging on somebody else's style. And I don't want to bang on anyone else's style, but I think one of the things that made it was so unique. Well, like you had videos in your pajamas, right? And I you did. didn't, you didn't go to these elaborate scenes. Uh, yeah, we, yeah you know, I, I did go to, I don't know, scenes. I went, I went to some parties, mm-hmm. but uh, I was, I was probably the most dressed down person at the party, to be honest. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a lot of pajama hoop videos at the time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like, was, 
Was that a conscious decision, or was that just like you picking up a camera and just deciding to record while you're in for pajamas? Um, you know, all right, launch it right in. Um, I will say that a lot of people have interpreted me as being really, really carefree because of my pajama videos, but in actuality, I was a really neurotic perfectionist, to tell you the truth, and mm-hmm. so uh, the videos that ended up online were the ones where I thought my hooping was the best, and it didn't matter what I was, what I was wearing, well, right on. honestly, and it was, it, if I had put on a nice shirt and planned to get something online, yeah. I would get so nervous that it wouldn't happen, so yeah. as a result, the videos that... Uh, that looked even remotely decent to my standards were the ones that I, I went into thinking I, I would never allow online. Yeah. By how bad I looked, so um, so my perfectionism in that actually led to videos that were interpreted as me portraying my free spirited, non perfectionist, um, you know, confidence. Well, you know, something that a lot of people might not know about you is that you're also kind of a, well, not kind of, you're a superb, like, hyper-real painter. Oh, ooh, thanks, Baxter. Well, you are, though. <laughs> like, I, I went to art school as well in visual art, and, you know, if you're not familiar, hyper-real is the stuff that looks like photographs almost, and um, I would say that, you, you know, would you, I uh, mean, you know. Yeah, you know. You have I'm, that gift, right? I mean, that, yeah, or I, talent. Skill. I hope I still do. I think you do. I, th- I think I, I think I might. Are you I, interested in doing that again ever? I am doing it again a little bit. I'm doing portraits now, uh, occasionally. Uh, I've always done portraits. I've done portraits since I was a kid, but I'm trying to get back into it. And um, my skills are coming back. It's actually a really nice learning process because I already have so much there that I'm relearning things at a rapid rate. Right when on. I do get back to it. So it's like this, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I, I put a, um, God, that's what I did for the first like twenty years of my life, minus the first five that I wasn't doing anything like that. <laughs> um, the artist was forming in the first five years. I was just yeah, observing, <laughs> right? just taking it in. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. So that that kind of like perfectionism is always. You, you don't know, have your art online, right? Can is there a way um, that people can see it? You know, actually, if, uh, on my on my Facebook, there is an album called "Remember When I Painted." Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I do have a. Flipper Are you public account. on Facebook? Can people look you up? Yeah, yeah. Brecken Rivera is the name. It's B R E C K E N I R I V A R A. Yes, yeah. yes. Everybody not, always spells your last name wrong. I always yeah. say that funny. It's Geraldo, man. Geraldo <laughs> in my life. There's only one Rivera. <laughs> yeah, there's only, there's only one. <laughs> But um, do you do any? Uh, well, what other? Art? I mean, do you do other art? People are always asking me, like, do I do other art? Like, or when they find out I was a visual artist, they ask me if I still draw or anything. Uh, let me think. Do I do any other? Art? I did. I did a lot of art. It's actually, you know, uh, in the interim between my my painting and finding hooping, I was I was into acting. Really? Yeah. And I was on the college radio station. Um, and I was a singer as a kid, so I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Actually, I was I was really into those things. I wouldn't mention them if I wasn't like full in. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no hooping was the one. Do you always say. go full in on oh, whatever yeah. art? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a jack <laughs> yeah. of all trades. I've always been like, mm-hmm. you know, just going for that. And you know, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've moved through a lot of things for sure, but I hardly ever am multiple things at the same time artistically. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, uh, I think I get, uh, I, I get excited by by really big pictures, really big dreams. Right. Yeah. That um, you know, maybe can't even be reached, but that's what you know. Art projects are. You know that expression NRE, new relationship energy. It's like I don't okay. know. It comes out of the poly world and stuff like when you meet someone you have this nre um i had this kind of nre i had this like new relationship energy you know like where the energy is special because it's new um with artistic projects you know but i'm kind of like a serial monogamous when it comes to art projects like i (laughs) do what i mean like i give it from the second date it goes on about 14 years <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, no, I and it's that. for life it's all that's the funny yeah. thing about me I've noticed is that it's always for life in my head like you know I get into wood carving suddenly I see myself <laughs> as this old man wood carving 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing that with pen spinning right now. I'm spinning my little pen around like it's going to take me around the world or something. Okay, guys, let me describe what she's doing. She's taking a pen or a pencil and then put two pen caps on either end of it and then covered it with gaffer's tape. If yeah. you guys aren't familiar with gaffer's, it's like a friction tape. And uh, yeah. it's a you know it's a high nerd thing to do. It's a I pretty think. high nerd thing. To, well, you know the only reason I have this pencil is because I lost my authentic uh, pen spinning pen that I bought off off of penwish.com <laughs> the uh, the place to buy your yeah. uh, your professional pen spinning pens. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the pros shop. That's where they go. That's exactly where they go. So let's go back to um, a little bit of. Your hoop story, yeah, because I'm I'm f- somewhat familiar with it, but like sort of walk us through like how the hoop came in, sort of what it was, and all of that. Um, yeah, you're good setting me up with the. Uh, you're like I knew you were a painter. Did you do anything else? That's like it's perfect. That's exactly. Like, I'm living the dream. <laughs> you're living the dream, Baxter. You, you, you got it all. Um, so yeah, I um I was in college. I was a painter and. Um, I was I was a I was I was good and bad at the same time at painting. I was uh, I was re- really accurate with it, and uh-huh. um, but just not inspired, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, I wasn't really expressing myself in it. Uh, so I dropped out and went back home to New Jersey, where I met somebody that had been in Hawaii, and um, she found hooping, and she gave me this big hoop, like chest height, large hoop, and. Um, because my father owns a restaurant bar, I was uh, kind of getting fat, <laughs> and so um, honestly, I picked up the the hoop at first to to exercise and lose weight. And um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, oh, so I just, you did pick it up to lose weight. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, me too. Oh, I wasn't trying to lose weight, but it was definitely a fitness thing. Yeah. You know, I think people think of me as like the meditation guy, but like mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to come back from an injury. You know, oh, yeah. myself, and then it kind of became this like fitness tool as well. Mm-hmm. I swore off other exercises while I was doing it. Like, I've since of course you eased did. up on that. Yeah, of course I did, right? Yeah. Monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> Hoop only. I don't even play with other props. Same reason. Well, you gotta try my pen, man. I mean, <laughs> I'll make you one. The pen path. Yeah. <laughs> so, when uh, did it deepen? Like, um, was it love it? Like, first spin for you oh, okay. or did it like was it after you taught your first class or performed your first time or um, I would say um, well let me think of it okay so in, in 2005 I, I actually played with it a couple times in the summer of 2005 and I kind of like I kind of didn't care if I can be totally honest I was like oh, I was like oh that's cool yeah whatever but I still thought of it as exercise at the time right and then it wasn't until January 2006 that I, I really um, I really found myself in it, and I got totally obsessive. Yeah, what's and obsessive mean? Like a lot of like um, many hours a day kind of thing. I think I just thought that I was like the next Da Vinci or something. You know, I found like. Oh wait, hold on a second. This is my. This is one of my favorite living light builds right here. <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say after this better be really good. (laughs) I know, you're building it up. Thank you once again for joining us as a Future Hero Podcast. I am in studio with Brecken Rivara, old school hoop friend of mine and considered by many to be, uh, you know, kind of one of the founding madres of, you know, not taking ourselves too seriously, but one of the founding madres of the hoop community. Do you remember what you were talking about before I turned the music up? I was talking about how great I am. <laughs> well, more, more, more. We'd love to hear uh, it. Let me see. Yeah, so, um, you know, I honestly, I didn't have any frame of reference for it, so I thought I was doing something completely unprecedented. Oh, really? And, yeah, totally. And then, that, that it was like the human body and a circle. <laughs> this has never been done. And, um, you know, coming, coming out of my art school experience where I had you know, realized at the time that, like, I wasn't actually an artist. You know, I'd been mm. praised as, like, a great artist growing up, because that's, you know, accuracy means great art when you're, right. when you're a kid and your parents love everything you do. Um, but going to art school, I was kind of like, man, I was owned. They were like, you know, this is just like, 
you know, you're just trying to look good. And so when, wow. well, you kind of, I mean, yeah. it was, it was yeah. legit. Um, so when I found this, I was like, yes, I am, I am. <laughs> right. Um, and I just, I went um, full into it. I, I would dance in my, my father's small, small living room. And I, I think really the turning point actually was when I went back to Baltimore because I missed my friends. So I decided to go back to school and I decided that I am an artist, but I found, <laughs> I found what it is now. Um, and I met Michelle Clark. Right. And she had been hooping with Groove Hoops in New York like six years prior or something right. like that. Right. And, and this girl was moving around. Yeah. And I had never seen anybody really moving around. Um, yeah. Myself included because I had been in a very very small living room, so my feet had been planted yeah. as not to you know hit the TV. Yeah, she's kind of an ultimate hoop dancer. If you guys aren't oh, familiar yeah. with her, she's uh, definitely I don't know. I don't like to label eras, but she's old school mm-hmm. in the sense that yeah. you know get down sort of trumps uh, technique. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not that she's not super talented. Um, oh, she's, she's kind of branched out into everything now. Like she can do circus stuff. She does uh, it. Yeah. But she's still. killing it right now. She's performing yeah. in like I think it's like Austria or something. She's, she's doing a, dinner. She's scene. an international superstar. Yeah, Michelle's like. <laughs> I use her name to get into parties. I throw it around, <laughs> especially in Baltimore. This is Michelle with one L. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you met her and I met her and um, well, the way I met her was that she was at Artscape, was the the local Baltimore art festival, and my friends came home to the apartment where I was hula hooping alone. And they, they said, you got to get down there. There's this girl. There's this girl. You got to show her up. And I was like, oh, let me out. Oh, no sweet. problem. That's so East Coast. <laughs> That's why I love it. Down yeah, here. it was Baltimore, man. It was a little yeah. bit hip hop. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then, I, and then I saw her moving around and I was just like, oh man, like we're different, but wow, she is like, you know, she's really moving around in ways that I hadn't thought of before. And, um, you know, to paraphrase or not paraphrase to, you know, long story made very short. We just kind of went crazy for like three years, mm. uh, leapfrogging off of over each other. Isn't that like so fun to have oh, that yeah. kind of hoop friend? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been blessed with several. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is it like, you know, I wonder about that sometimes. Like when I look around the new community, how many people um, get together and just, and flow mm-hmm. where it's not all just like, you know, trick swapping mm-hmm. what you saw someone else do, but like just yeah, yeah. We had, um, I mean, we were really linked in. I think we had a uh, a couple things going for us. Were was that um, number one, uh, we went in different directions. Yeah, but we were both right handed. So, oh, different hoop directions. I got yeah. you. Sorry, I thought I was thinking artistic yeah. directions. Well, yeah, well, we went in different hoop directions for sure, and uh, and, and since we were both right handed, that meant that my my grip was more of a push and hers was more of a pull. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And um and so we ended up just learning a lot from each other. And I remember one time that I swear to God, you're not even gonna believe this story, but I had like a I don't know if it was a full on dream, but just like a daydream maybe of like being like a hula hoop superhero that like saved people getting mugged by like distracting them with my hula hoop. <laughs> And the next day, Michelle said, hey, I had this dream last night, and it was that. Craziness. Is that crazy? It is crazy. Yeah. What Ooh. do you think about that when stuff like that happens? I don't. I don't. I know. don't. Okay. I, I mean, I really. Okay. I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, we were really, we were really locked in at, to the degree that, like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd think up a new, a new move or a new handling or a new way to jump through it or something, and, and she'd be like, hey, I thought of this, and, and it would be that thing. You know, because we were, like, definitely on the same path. Well, you know, let me ask you a question, and, and I'll sort of give you the backstory so it doesn't sound like I'm loading up too much here. But, like, I, you know, I've had several hoop um, partners, you know, over the years, like, you know, that I chilled with. And Spiral um, was one of them. Mm. And uh, probably, like, the most significant one. And even though we would go into the studio together, no, we didn't, like, really trick-teach each other too much. We would just go in there and work on stuff on our own. And even though we were doing that, a lot of times I'd be blindfolded even, there was just this, like, sort of influence that we had Mm -hmm. on the other person. Mm -hmm. And so, like, especially when we were practicing together, we kind of looked like we practiced Mm -hmm. together. Did you and Michelle have that happen? Like, is there... Like if I were to look at her hooping, like or those who don't aren't familiar with her, does it? Do you guys resemble each other in that way, or like can um, you? 
see how you once did or we i mean we definitely did we probably still do we we really did though i think we had like the same um you know we, we had the same bag of moves for sure we jumped through it a lot which apparently wouldn't happen that much at the time um, yeah i can remember that now yeah i don't jump anymore at all see it's funny because <laughs> i uh you know i met you through michelle really like you mm-hmm. know because i have i had met her before yeah. i think or maybe it was me and her, but I met her through Tribe.net for sure. Yeah, she exposed me to this whole thing. Yeah. I would not have, honestly, Baxter, when I met you, it was because you came to Baltimore because Michelle, I, did she get you there? Yeah. And she said, hey, you got to come to this guy's class. I'm having him here. And at the time I said, why would I want to go to a Hulu class? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Like, <laughs> like, like, like I, I know how to do this. Clearly, why would I ever want to go to anybody's class? Um and so, so she was the one that brought you and Anne there, and um, and uh, she'd gone to HoopCon, and she brought me to HoopPath, and so I, yeah, I have her to credit for, like, so much. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, it was, it was like, I, the community was so much smaller then that I think it was a little um, easier to meet all, all the people, all the players in it quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to meet, if there was a hooper you liked, it was pretty easy to meet them. Like, mm-hmm. you could just go to, like, one event or something or go to Burning Man. Or- yeah, well, my my first class I taught at a hoop convention was the first time I um, went to HoopCon. And in my class, were, there's the, these are the people, and, and I was meeting them for the first time. It was um, Malcolm, Anna, Shakti, Pokey, Spiral, maybe Christabel. Um, and a few others, but it was just like all at once. And I met them and taught a class with them in my class. And this was like, well, I don't remember the, what you just said before me, but, um, no, 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 that's no. what came up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was like full on, like right in the Well, for water. those of you that aren't familiar, the people that she just listed off as being in her first class would be considered kind of like, um, A-list. sort of the, yeah, the sort of the who's who <laughs> of, uh, and, 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 and when we say that with this, talk about people being hoop stars or something it's mostly just that they were flow famous like yeah. they weren't famous outside the community but they're kind of flow famous yeah and um you know i, I remember that the first class that i taught in california was like that uh, mm-hmm. where if i listed off the hoopers there i don't um i don't know if they would get the same recognition because things has, have moved on so fast yeah. from those days how do you think do you think uh, not to catch you off guard here but um how do, how do you think that the scene has changed over the, mm. you know, last few years or one way. Well, past two years, I don't even know, man. I'm not on Instagram. So. Yeah, that's all, you know, I feel like that has sort of the new hoop world now. I guess so. Um, yeah. I, Do you I, dig Instagram? I'm not on it. Well, I technically have somebody set up an account for me a few years ago. Um, so technically I, I am on Instagram, but I don't, I, I don't know how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't. And I got a broken phone and I, re- I really just don't know how to even <laughs> get into it. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of daunted by it. I feel like it's like the new hoop world that I haven't met yet. And it's, and it's, and it's big. So I'm a I little feel like it is exhausting. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, like I like to say. I mean, like here's my thing, and, I, and so I'm not. I don't want to change the world. I'm not one of those old people that yells at clouds. Okay, do you understand? <laughs> but it's more like I just personally, maybe because I grew up with a limited amount of television every night or something, that I, I there's like there's a there's overexposure in my world, and mm-hmm. I can become overexposed to like the best song. Where I just cannot listen to that song anymore. Yeah. And I think I get it. It's the culture of Instagram to post videos of yourself every single day. But it, like for this old school guy, it's kind of exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it has this effect where I just want to avoid Instagram. Well, because I don't want to yeah. feel guilty about skipping over all these videos. <laughs> Well, it just, it just, it's, it's so embodies like the speed, the, we've been saying for years that like it's exploding in, at an exponential rate. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like, like six years ago, four years ago, two years ago, each time we said it, we didn't know what it would mean next. Yeah. And, but now, and with, with Instagram, I think it's the first time that I'm just like, I'm going to just hide under the blanket and peace out for this one. You guys, <laughs> like, I can't, but you know, it's like. I think the 15 second thing is like a great, it's a great format 
Um, but it, it interests me that um, the hooping is faster because there's less time yeah. allotted. Yeah, it's really, yeah. So it's 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 just speed. All of it is. <laughs> it's a fast, fast. I feel culture, like we're going through a very athletic phase of hoop dance mm-hmm. where it's kind of like faster, better, stronger, and it's not right now. Um, it's kind of like this a cross between the athlete world and the tech world. Like it's kind of like a. It's like this blend of can it be done? I just did it. Mm. Um, I don't see it right now as dancey as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and, and you know, I want to make sure because I know that there's a lot of hoopers that listen to my site. I'm not hating on the way things are. You know what I mean? I'm, I grew up in the art world. I love art. Art has trends. Art goes through fads. You know what I mean? I'm not one of these people that wants to like. Can we hold on to 2009 just a little bit longer? You know, bring the big hoop back. You know, like I, for me, you know, I just want to accept what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And but, you know, what I've noticed is like, I think that's kind of what you were commenting on. It's just all the different phases that the community goes through. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe this Instagram thing is actually just a phase. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, not to bang on Instagram. I know that there are a lot of people that really enjoy Instagram. Yeah. And I think that, um, not to read so much into everything, but maybe they're more visual. Like, you know, maybe I'm more verbal and I just enjoy reading Facebook better, mm-hmm. you know, or I just mm-hmm. like connecting in that way. Mm-hmm. Um I know that, like, I don't want to watch 15 seconds of me every day. <laughs> oh, Do you know what I mean? I'll watch 15 seconds. And I'm my seconds. favorite hooper. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> People always ask me who my favorite hooper is. Do you have one? My favorite hooper? Oh, crap. Like, to watch. You know, um, I will I will say that. I'm, it's almost like I, I don't know how I don't expect it anymore, but it's it's actually pretty frequent that I get the... Uh, I, that I that I get to watch somebody hoop and say, "Wow, that's the best hooping I've ever seen." It's pretty frequent. Uh, fr- like every six months, I'd oh, wow. say. Yeah, that's pretty frequent. And uh, but you know, it's just because they're like sticking with the flow of it, I guess. And I hate to use the F word there, you know. You just did. <laughs> I just use the yeah the big FL, but uh, but um, yeah, you know, sometimes when when things just kind of fall into place and and they're you know, going with it. I, I really have that thought like, wow, that's the best hooping I've ever seen. And then, you know, a week later it happens again. Yeah, um, totally. Rarely when I'm looking in the mirror though. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the hooping is just, um, it's just, well, tech, technically, technique wise, it's just insane. Oh yeah. Um, it's like, it's just to have been somebody who had the benefit of being close to the beginning mm-hmm. you know and I don't really count the 60s as the beginning but <laughs> as someone that was you know what I mean yeah but it's like someone that's been close to the beginning to watch the technique and the way that it has grown and you know there you go like you know the, the age old silly debate about flow versus tech yeah but one thing that I have noticed over my 15 years is that the two things kind of cycle in and out like all of a sudden everybody's talking about the flowy guy or mm-hmm. girl and then mm-hmm. they're talking about the super teched up and then it's kind of like whoever sort of is holding people's fancies or, <laughs> or whatever number of people kind of hold the fancies sort of change yeah you know yeah yeah I guess so you don't really pay attention too much to like hoop fan um let me think you know are you affected by the hoop culture I uh Man, that is a. I I guess, I yes and no. I really don't even know because, like, even just saying like the hoop culture, the first thought I have is like, well, I don't even know what that is right now. I don't either. You know, and I just um, I felt like I was like so on it for a period, um, but I I just feel like I'm 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 not to a degree anymore. And and then I think like, well, if I'm not, who is? Is that? Do you think that's you pulling away? Or do you think that that's the community morphing? Because this is something that's kind of coming up uh, with a lot of old schoolers is they're wondering if the community is like, has morphed or evolved into a different type of community. Well, I I think that that my, like, and I wouldn't say I'm estranged from it, but I think I've just chilled out a little bit because, you know, I'm I'm an all or nothing type of person. And so, so for, for a while with, um, with teaching my class, I was really feeling, like a little delusionally maybe like I am going to like form the way 
hooping is, like what hooping is. Right. You know, and um, at a point that just got completely absurd to even consider. You know, mm. like that's just that's just a crazy thought in the first place. But um, extravagant goals, you know, make for something good along the way. Well, don't you think you need kind of big goals like that? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, is it an aim high thing, or do you think like, like, why do we need those goals so uh, high? <laughs> <laughs> Manic depression. I don't really don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. I think. Do you have, like, and you can be honest, it's just yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. you have, like, an alpha <laughs> tendency? Like, do you, like, mm. as you were kind of coming up in the hoop scene, you had seen, like, what I had done and what other people had done. Mm-hmm. Was there kind of, like, a sort of, you know, did you ever like competitive? Was I ever well, competitive? Yeah, like, but and I mean more in like not the nasty competition. Yeah, well, way, I mean, I'm but a, like the artistic competition. Like, I want to sit at their table, kind of competition. Yeah, there's healthy. Con- yeah, I mean, well, I was, I was, I'm definitely competitive with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, I felt it. Yeah, neutral. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sporty. I'm a, I'm a jock. I've played soccer my whole life, so I'm, I'm sure I'm a competitive person. I wouldn't say that I'm. An alpha. Um, I don't think I've ever considered myself to be like an intentional leader mm-hmm. at all. I really, really, really am not. Right. Um, but I, um, I compulsively just have to do my own thing. And you know this about me. I have yeah. to kind of go the opposite direction of whatever, um, whatever the. I don't want to say whatever the norm is. That sounds so. Um, is yeah. this a good part in the song? Are you like? Wait, I, I can. I can tell you. Yeah, turn the song up. I'll think. I just love the way she builds things up, right? Mm-hmm. And then she drops That's that dirty face. I have developed this thing for beautiful women that drop bass. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, I've discovered a new form of sexiness. <laughs> you got new standards, man. Well, you know, I think it's interesting to hear you talk about competition because um, it it definitely takes on a lot of different meanings in the hoop community, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, uh, I have watched it kill communities, and mm. I've watched it inspire communities. Mm. Like when, I've noticed that when uh, hoop teachers compete against each other, it usually is to the detriment of the greater yeah. community there. Uh, not always. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was a part of a rivalry and we created that, you know, that rivalry and that competition created the two of the biggest three events yeah. every year yeah. for a while, yeah. you know, so uh, it doesn't have to necessarily, but it was nasty, to be honest. Like, it wasn't like we were like uh, friendly competitive. <laughs> yeah. But do you feel um, like uh, you have any thoughts about competition in the community and um, well, I, th- I think I found the words for what I was trying to get at okay. about my version of competition that I've realized about myself um, and my lack of leadership that kind of inadvertently turns into some kind of begrudging leadership is that um, um, somebody had said, like, the definition of a cliche is not like something you've heard over and over and over again. The definition of a cliche is some- and it's anything that's ever been heard or said before which is a little extreme this is a writer and i'm sure she was like you know an eccentric writer um but in you know in describing something you know in in, um you know just just describing what the trees looked like in words she said you know unless you you write something that you hadn't heard ever before like it's it's kind of a cliche Mm -hmm. and so I i think that not that those words have stuck with me but that's the best way i'm able to express how i've um kind of gone the opposite direction of whatever um somebody has already done better than i need to you know i I think i'm really into finding um finding finding gaps or holes or like some place that isn't touched yet and going there um full on and so yeah no definitely not like a like an alpha or a leader by nature but like you know it's like one of those things like i'm just gonna walk in my own direction and then there's like 10 people behind me yeah kind of thing yeah you know, not 50, but 10. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Um, do you ever feel like once you do sort of leave the flock, like not to, oh, I don't want to make this sound like, you know, any kind of elitism, but like, oh, so you see, you see where it's been and you decide, well, I want to go somewhere else just because it's already been there. Mm-hmm. And then once you make that like leap and you start doing it, mm-hmm. do you ever feel lonely out there? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's no one else doing it uh, as much. Yeah. At least not in the same, like, you know, direct way. Yeah. You're bringing me back because I don't think I've felt like that in a while. But it's funny that, like, the I feel like, uh, yeah, one of my, like, early heights with hooping where I felt like I was, like, the most creative in my in my journey um yeah there was kind of a weird lonesomeness in that now that you mention it right because yeah well yeah. i mean I, you know i guess i'm asking because it's what i have felt at times mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a funny one i don't think i've processed that one actually thanks for thanks for bringing that up i'll figure it out like <laughs> you're listening to the future hero podcast <laughs> I know, right, right. Oh, I, I like this beat turn it up <laughs> <laughs> we're listening to living light by the way she has a soundcloud living light eartha harris is her name uh, she's uh, expanding her horizons into many different areas but her number one focus is making music and mm-hmm. she's uh, generously letting us use it now yes yeah so let's go back and, and talk a little bit about um you know wh- your just connection to hooping so we, we talked a little bit about the history of it and like you know, how has it morphed? Uh, has it changed? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you... Yeah. Um, has hoop... Well, hooping has definitely, definitely changed. Um, hmm. Let me think. Get more specific. You're better at this. Okay, well, here's one for me. <laughs> here's one for me. Hooping used to really be a part of my identity. Okay. Yeah. I really thought of myself as a hooper. And like my whole online presence thing was about creating the identity of a hooper. And I would tell people that you had to hoop a lot. You had to like, Mm -hmm. and my whole day was kind of around my hoop session. Mm -hmm. Like I would wait tables or bartend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what has changed for me over the years is how subtle my practice has become. Mm -hmm. That like, it's not a big deal. I get in it. I get out of it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's. It's not quite running on an elliptical, which is something that I also do, <laughs> but it is, it's like, it has somehow slipped into like this no big dealness, And I realized like that if like something, God forbid, were to happen to me, that the, in the newspaper, they would describe me as like hula hooper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I just realized that like, it's just an expression of me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that, and I wonder, so that's how, that's one way. I'm wondering if there's like, um, like even if you just want to roll off of that, or if there's been some way that like hooping has changed for you or, mm-hmm. you know, for good or better, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess I should say for better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, I mean, it's changed me a whole lot. I, I would say, um, I dance now. I, I guess I'd call myself a, a dancer now, which I which I hadn't before. Oh, this is the perfect bill for you to talk about oh, dance. Yeah, let's talk about dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you mean become a dancer? Like a sense of ownership um, kind of thing? Well, you know, I've been I've been saying for a long time that the hoop was always my dance teacher, and um, I think it's a it's a very specific dance teacher. Right. Thank you, Living Light, for perfect music. (laughs) Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, No, just it's stepping into dancer. Yeah, I think I think it brought me into dance, and um, you know, I I really strongly advocate for the hoop as a like a you know as 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 a dance teacher. Um, But I, I would say that how it's yeah how it's shifted me that I. That I can, you know, that I can cite most easily is is that I dance now, and I have a very specific dance style. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm like really organic. That's what everybody says. I'm I'm really organic because I'm I'm I hang out with dancers now. I'm allowed to hang out with them. I'm like almost in the club. <laughs> I'm like yeah. the real dancers now. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and I would say that it's just given me a very specific. Um, well, a lot of people ask, did you, did you have, like, dance training as a kid? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, definitely not. And I think I think that's why um, the hoop took me by storm is because I hadn't really moved or expressed myself in movement before that. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, I, you know, so I have, 
I got I got dancer friends now. Um, it's really exciting. I get to hang out with them. That's but, one of the benefits. Uh, I'm trying, you know, but. Um, but and I try to get them to hoop, and I'm like, "This is the best stuff. This yeah. is the be- this is it, man. Like it's like it's like when you don't have a dance partner, like this guy, like you know, he's really smooth, and uh, <laughs> and they kind of, for the most part, are like, meh, you know, it's 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 and it's um, it's not it's not disappointing. I th- I think they I think if they gave it a second chance, like I did, they'd be really into it. Did but, did, did it take two? Two or three like encounters before you sort of fell in love with. Well, at at, at first, like Me I think too. in this yeah summer of two thousand five, I was like, ah oh, man, whatever. I was still thinking of it as exercise, and then it kind of changed. But yeah, but I, th- I think the reason it, it strikes people is because it brings them into dance and movement. Um, yeah, and just expressing themselves physically. Um, you know, and I, if my physical, my relationship to my physical. Body was I was a soccer player, so I guess I was coming from a like a kind of really combative like go this way, yeah, you know, ge- geometric but like more group geometric kind of place. So there'd never been any um, expressive dance in there. So, um, yeah, that's I guess that's the ride it took me how on. Did, how did things change when you started teaching? Um, let's see, like within Man, your practice, I just. just how did they but, change with my practice? Like for me, everything I got deeper, and I, I mm-hmm. once I had to explain things to people, I really like it, it deepened in my practice for sure. Well, I gotta say, I man, I just love teaching. You really do. <laughs> wow, nice. Oh my god, and it's funny because we, when we were teaching together, I think I was so daunted by like the task of like following you. You know, you had like a, you, you know, you'd be on for like nine hours or something yeah. like that. And then I'd, I'd be on for like two in the end. And I was just kind of like, uh-huh. Brecken, I put Brecken in a very tough slot. No, y'all. She had I'm to, I taught for grateful. three days in a row. And then I would give her after I was done with everybody, I would give her two hours. And you'd be talking about like, you know, the, um, you know, we were going deep. You were, I mean, it was, it was, I think that the tech versus flow conversation was like kind of in the air and you were like all flow. And then yeah. like, I'd go on there and be like, okay, put your hand here. Well, see, I thought that that was actually what worked about it. Actually yeah. was that yeah. you were a little bit, um, you were still teaching concepts, but you had to teach technique to get to the concept. Right. Right. So, yeah. but you, you really love teaching now. And, I uh, love it. and is, do you, do you consider it an art? Or is it like a craft, or is it both? um, Yeah. It's both for me now, I think. Yeah, I would say, I mean... I mean, there's so many, there's so many aspects to it. Like, I I feel like the way it changed my practice is that um, I felt like I was writing classes a lot of the time when I was practicing. And it kind of gave me um, an authority of exploration. I don't Hmm. know if that makes sense. I feel like I was... You know, it sort of like put my like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explore and find this out for you guys. Don't worry, stay here. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, and <laughs> like a mad researcher. Yeah. Oh. So where at first I had had all this raw chaos um, that kind of got like you know at first like put into these boxes and like oh why am I doing this and, oh, and I am thinking and I don't want to think and like I'd rather just feel. Um, once I I got the the foundation there, um, it. Yeah, it, it was that. It was a foundation that I could branch off of and like ex- explore from with some frame of reference. And I really think it engendered a a more observational relationship to the hoop, where I'm really like watching and feeling, you know, because I was I was actively exploring like for a job for my job. I was I was exploring the hoop for my job. Right. Totally, you know. So um, yeah, definitely. Um, in the end, it really helped my listening to the movements. Mm. Like really a lot, and and now I, um, I, I love that I can you know look at somebody and they're like, what's you know what's going on? What can I? And I'm like, oh, just like shift your shoulder here a little bit, and it actually and it's really satisfying, you know. I, yeah, I, I when you can it, like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really um, help someone make an adjustment that changes mm-hmm. the game for them for sure. Yeah, which I'm honored to be able to do because the hooping I see is just like baffling. I had a Skype lesson last night, and the I saw the girl's video, and I was like. Um, you you sure you think you need to learn anything exactly. from me? Like, like <laughs> you know, you're like disgustingly good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Like, do you um, do you still feel like you have? I mean, I feel like you have loads of stuff to offer, but do you ever mm. um, 
Like, how do you feel when you, because you just said you're sort of taking a break from like engaging the community directly day to day, mm -hmm. but you're still going out and teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so how do I, how do I feel about? Yeah, like, are you, so I guess, uh, you know, now that I think about it, I guess the, my real question is where do you source what you decide to teach? Like what, oh. where, like when you made the decision to go out and teach the floor <laughs> stuff, where did that come okay. from? Oh, well the floor stuff, I mean, that's its own like little pocket. I, um, that's, I mean, that's its own story. I, um, I think... At oh, the, we've got time. Oh, we got time. we got some time. Um, so that was around when I moved to California, and I, by then, was, wow, bringing me back. So I was already kind of, um, kind of wild in my style and all over the place and um, falling around, and my falling around just got more folly, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I was actually... Uh, kind of in crisis at the time if you want to know the truth and so because i was like so like dogmatically attached to um i don't know if that's the right word i god i don't want to use the wrong words to, what, though? to um <laughs> it could be right could be right i don't know somebody's looking it up now um dogmatically attached to what um to ex expressing myself fully and and you know using that that wave of emotion when it was there to you know make art with the hoop and then develop more you know i'd be like i'm i'm like i'm about to lose it let's let's make some of that where's my hoop you know mm. um i i you know i was just at a i just i was just throwing myself against the floor at a point and uh and i started dating somebody named named ian and he was a dancer and he was like you know you should maybe like go to a class so you don't hurt yourself yeah and um i went to a class called the axis syllabus which is yeah. About as nerdy as you get. It's like um Can you ex I know what it is, but can you describe it a little bit? Yeah, it's like a um it's like a it's like a very like scientifically minded um pursuit toward finding like the most ergonomic way to move in dance. Yeah. And um and so watching people in this movement class uh they were just kind of like falling gracefully up, you know? And um and it just became very clear that, like, in their observation of like pure anatomy, um, all the all the spirals, you know, were there, mm -hmm. and um, everything could just fall into place. And it just looked like it kind of needed a hoop. And so I guess <laughs> my my eccentric kicked in and said, "Well, like the hoop, this is like you know the embodiment of like purity, you know, the shape. It's a it's a circle, and 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 they're going for this like you know pure." Um, you know the um, pinnacle of, of of efficient movement. So uh, it kind of brought me back to my like, oh, like Da Vinci-ian, like, oh, it's a circle and a body. It's like, hey, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's back. Like these people know the body and like, what is what is the circle with the ideally, you know, um, you know, I don't know the, the the body moving at its at its most efficient. Well, related to that. Oh, because I get asked this a lot. Um, what what is going on in your mind if I if I'm watching you flow at a festival or something or, or you know whatever you know, some event and I'm watching you flow? Mm -hmm. What is going through your mind? Like I get asked that and I never oh, really man. know how to answer. And I have a couple of prepared answers when people ask me. But but I'm curious, like for you, like like you've been mentioning like um, lines and circles and things like that. Are you seeing shapes? Are you feeling textures? Oh. I am often, man. And I realize it's different every time, but. Uh, God, what the heck? What am I thinking about? I don't even know. Um, are you thinking? Is that like, maybe is that, maybe we should back up. Like, is a flow that. state for you all just reaction and action? Or is there some thinking involved when you feel like you're in your flow place? I think, um, I think when, when there's music, I am experiencing the music as like colorful texture that mm -hmm. is moving around and through me and that I can move and... Um, yeah, it's a little bit. Well, you know, it's funny when you say that because mm. that, that totally would make sense based on the way that you yeah. move and hoop. And it's always interesting, like when people do share some insight, whether it's that question or something else, like you can kind of see it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that would make sense that you would, I would have you f f um, feeling like to think of you moving, like just 
just artistic energy, not like or just creative energy, but moving energy around and through you and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I've been around you a long time, and you know, the surface component. Surface. That was surface the word is, you found. Has always been a yeah. Well, that's why I'm sticking to it. I came oh, up with it for you. I know, and the tsunami. But that's really like where the wobble. You know, it's funny how simple hooping was that. Right. Like you're kind of associated with the wobble and the smear. Like the it's wobble, like you know just things that now are like sort of bedrocks. I think. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what they're calling them. <laughs> I didn't name it that. <laughs> the, the, the kids these days and their names. Yeah, the names. You know, it's yeah. like good luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I don't know how you're going to hold on to your name for your move. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I feel like the kids these days want to copyright everything. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, um, you know, good luck with that. You know, it's, um, anyway, but. Well, you we, know, I have a funny relationship with the smear, of yeah, course. Is do. that like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't you name share it. With the sp- well, no, well, <laughs> if you need a pub PSA on the smear. I did not come up with the name smear. Okay, I didn't even breaking plan. news here. <laughs> okay, shit just got real that on the movement, future of your podcast. <laughs> that movement when the hoop is smearing around the body, I didn't even do that. That was a teaching tool so that it could leave the body and you could catch some imagined waves to surf. No smear. <laughs> uh, do you have a... Um, what was a... Uh, well, actually, I want to actually I want to go back to a second a little bit to flow, mm-hmm. um, because uh, we're down to like our last like ten or so minutes here, and um, flow is something that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, you are associated with being a flowy hooper. Oh yeah, if you didn't know that. And actually, you and me and a few other people tend to get listed. You know, thankfully. Um, taking nothing for granted, but we get listed as flow hoopers. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I get asked maybe because of that, like what is flow mm. and what does flow feel like to me? And um, what I have come up with for me, and I'm, I'm sort of setting you up to talk about what maybe it feels for you. A flow is actually a feeling for me of confidence it's a type of like I'm, I'm actually future here tour uh, on the road right now is about your our confidence and one of the ways that I sort of define confidence is when you are uh, firmly in your element you know and when I'm in flow it's like I am firmly in the element of my hoop dance like there is no like questioning I am not like looking for validation I'm getting validation a lot of times like people are like yeah Mm. but it's not so that's what flow is for me I'm curious do you have any thoughts I mean you know accepting that there could be multiple definitions here yeah that's a good one yeah I um yeah I agree definitely a um it's kind of like a state of like a home base feeling in a way um I would say the the tech versus flow thing is interesting for me because I um I'm kind of I'm a I'm a really interesting breed of flow tech kind of like I feel yeah, like I I'm, feel like you're kind of it's funny because I think of you actually as a tech hooper but not not that you don't you're not flowy mm-hmm. but knowing you and how you work and like yeah. you're so meticulous in your practice and stuff you mm-hmm. write things down and I'm a I'm a I'm a highly expressive emotional um, body tech hooper is what I am. <laughs> I am nice um, category. Yes, that would be the uh, the genus species. And um, no, I have a very specific um, head to toe and back wave that I that I follow. It's like a track, you know. It's um yeah, it's a it's it's a God, how do I explain it? Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very body tech. I'm very body tech toward mm. the virtue of feeling the feeling, getting into the the flow. There's a there's a track for me, I would say, that I can get onto, and there are um, extensions that can come from it. But the 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 specificity of like what those like hoop hoop specific. Are you thinking like the are. next move ahead and stuff like that? No. 
Okay. No. Well, sometimes if somebody's watching. Yeah. <laughs> so there sure. is a difference for you than like observed and unobserved hooping. Oh, definitely. In okay, fact, yeah. like you know, one of the one of the ways I think I'm special. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Right. And then the music. <laughs> this is gonna be the perfect setup to share what you're special. All right. This is Living Light Cloud Seeds. Right. But not just the dopey dope. I love that. So you were saying that you were special. <laughs> Pressure. Thanks, Pete. Um, uh, I, you know, swear to God, I, I have my eyes closed a lot of the time. Uh-huh. And I can, I swear to God, I can tell when somebody's watching me and not even when my eyes are closed. Well, of course you can. And I've definitely had a, had flashes of like... You know, uh, like tension come over me, yeah, and and then go away, and then see somebody like you know twenty feet away scanning across with their camera, right? And it was definitely the moment where like the camera passed me that I like felt a tension, and I was totally like eyes closed, you know. So the, it's 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 there. There's a vibration created <laughs> a, by lurking, yeah, it's, it's or the, or the, even just filming. Not to be dark about it, but there's like yeah. a vibration. I think like it's the Heisenberg method or something. <laughs> is what they call it. I swear right. to God. And uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's like that's a little like you know what the bleep like mm-hmm. out- outdated stuff. But um, <laughs> Does, do cameras in general sort of shut your flow they down a little bit? Destroy me. They're yeah. they're awful. I would be. I'd be on the gram, guys. I'd be on the Instagram, but I I uh, I can't handle it. My God. It just takes so much for me to like actually chill out enough to like shoot a video. I just can't do it because it, it, it feels like the thing that I want to convey is uh, instantaneously gone by virtue of the camera's presence. Well, we're talking about flow. I mean, for me, cameras are kind of a like a joke that it's like a flowa constrictor. You know, <laughs> a flow-a what I mean? constrictor. That like yeah, like the moment. It, it's funny. It's it's certain settings don't affect me as much, but like when I set up my own camera. Mm-hmm. And want to make a video. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, Hoopers, part of hoop culture is, it's sort of changed over the years. We might talk about that too, but it, 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 you make hoop videos as a way of like kind of putting albums out for the rest mm-hmm. of the flow people <laughs> to see. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, you don't seem to put too many albums uh, I haven't put videos out in a while, but I like that you describe it like albums because that's definitely how I've thought of it. Yeah, I think, and you know, just to not to sound like grandpa, but since we are running out a little tight on time now, you know, it's people have asked me, I get asked constantly what the biggest change in the hoop community is, whether it's hoop sizes or hoop technique and hoop stuff. And I would say probably the biggest change for me has been the video culture of hoop dance. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of these young hoopers, and they don't need to, I don't want to sound like somebody's grandpa. It's, you know, I don't want to fight evolution, but it was a totally different thing, right? Back when we were putting videos up, Mm -hmm. like just to give you guys a little perspective, if you're not sure, videos were put up on YouTube and they would be like three or four minutes long and they had to be a whole song. (laughs) And there was kind of like two sort of camps that there was unedited videos and edited videos and flowy hoopers. And you can, you can disagree with any of this, but flowy hoopers tended to be of the, the camp that the video should be unedited so that you could kind of witness a hoopers flow. And there was supposed to be something new in the video that basically hadn't been said before, kind of in a way. And so, like, right? Am I right about this? Yeah. And so it wasn't that you just put a video up every now and then. You put a video up when you had something that was new to the conversation. So this meant that you would put up like maybe two, three videos a year mm-hmm. tops. Am and I that's right? Like, that's like juggling. That's like the juggling conversation. Yeah. So it, we were kind of like juggling it, status at the yeah. Moment. I think so too. I think it kind of. You know, I don't want to again seem I know, like I'm I just hating. Use the status word. I'm sorry. That's like <laughs> the, the as though I've ever used it. Well, like, you know, I remember microphones and cameras. Man. Like just to give you guys, like if any of you are hoop geeks, we used to actually talk to each other behind the scenes, or at least try to figure out. It was kind of interesting because we were sort of sneaky about when we would put videos up, but we would try to, like, not put a video up in the wake of someone else's oh, yeah. video, right? Yeah, like, it was kind of sure. considered rude yeah. to, right? You know, yeah. There were all these unwrittens, and they're oh, all yeah. lost now, but there were all these unwritten rules that, mm-hmm. like, if somebody put a video up, 
unless it was a tutorial. If it was a uh-huh. tutorial, you know, you could, you, know, you could fire in the next day. And uh, and it was kind of like considered obnoxious to put more than like one video up every like six months, maybe or mm-hmm. three months or something. You know, um, uh-huh. I remember yeah. when people started posting three links at once and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. and people would talk about it mm-hmm. like that was that's the other thing when the community community was smaller, like the video would drop and then. You know, it would just get... You know what I did, and I haven't told you this. This might have been slightly later than that, but, like, I would um, I would, I would, put a video up, like, six months after I'd filmed it, so I had a head start. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I had a little momentum on it already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, like, um, video, these videos... Uh, were how hoopers talk to each other and it's definitely how i developed as a teacher you know because people saw my video and then going to burning man mm-hmm. was a big one for me like being exposing yeah. myself to uh, excuse me exposing my dance <laughs> my hoop to a lot of people uh really you gotta qualify that when you you're do. talking about burning, burning man, man yeah. you know <laughs> Did you enjoy hooping at Burning Man? Yes. That's my favorite surface oh, in the world yeah. to hoop on. Oh, the Best playa? surface ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a hardwood floor is the best, but mm-hmm. like that one's... What do you think? Oh, man. Oh, man, Burning Man. <laughs> well, Burning you, Man was big for me when I... When yeah. you hooped at Burning Man, were you usually in the back? Or were you one of those people in the front? Or uh, did you, you make way... Like, where would you hoop when you would hoop at Burning Man? Would you go to sound camps and hoop and stuff like that? Or would you just hoop back at your camp and uh, flow jams and stuff like that? I did a little bit of both. I feel like the center camp's kind of been taken over by the contact dancers now. Oh, for real, man. We yeah, gotta get rid of those people. I'm, I'm one of them. I, I know. I witnessed you cross over. Every I time did. I see someone start doing acro yoga or, or contact improv, I'm like, you center camp sell out. Well, you know, if they try, you know, if, if a few of them played with hoops, you, I think I think they could do good things, but they don't they don't care. We don't want them. All right. Good. We don't want them. I'm just totally messing with you guys. No, no, it's fine. No, um, no. I, I, you know, it, it's funny. They they just can go, man. Yeah, they just keep going. Yeah, they're like, a, well. Um, but let me, let me think. So, so I, I, did, I did play a little bit in center camp. Yeah. That was the place to go, right, that in the early the hoop days. Go. Yeah, I met Anna at center camp. Mm-hmm. So the center camp for me, I think, is like a perfect, like, stage, not stage kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a very, like, stage, not stage. Like, you were talking about, like, yeah. being watched. And, like, I actually mm. get, like, tremendous energy from being watched. Do you perform? Do you like performing? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I, um, anytime there's a performance planned, I, um, I, I lose sleep for months before it. And then, uh, lose my, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I lose it beforehand, and then I just get it over with. Like, I just get that three minutes over with as soon as I can. I, I think I'm, like, the absolute, like, archetype of, like, not yeah, supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've performed twice in yeah. 14, 15 years. It's a weird thing. But, you know, it's funny because, like, I just wonder if, like, I mean, there's there's so much. Um, God, I have, like, such an aversion to it that I just wonder if it's, like, actually, like, you know, my uh, my my thing that I should be that I should be pers- there's so much energy around. Do you it. think it's like held you back not performing? I get asked that sometimes. Um, like people ask me like, do I regret not performing? It's when upset I was me. It's yeah. it's oh yeah oh yeah. I mean it's it's really upset me and it's it's made me um, kind of feel like you know I mean I'm not I'm not doing doing things for nothing but like it's kind of it's it's disappointing and um, you know I, I get to watch other people perform things that I've taught them. And right. that that bites a little bit, but you know, really, really, I'm pretty lucky because I think the day that I realized, yep, not a performer, my my teaching was like all in totally, and I realized that like I'm one of these lucky people that I get to do workshops where like I'm kind of performing for like eight hours yeah. in the weekend, and uh. It's phenomenal. You know, it's like with teaching or teaching and performing just have two totally different rhythms about when you look at your technique, right? Mm-hmm. Because like when you're a performer, you're like, um, okay, this is the stuff that I might sell at a workshop, like moves wise. This is the stuff that I might sell at a, uh, along the way to a performance to make some extra money. And this mm-hmm. is the stuff nobody's ever going to see unless they pay for a ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're teaching, it's kind of the opposite. Like 
you're building up your interest by what you know or what you can teach. And so like you're definitely in this give it all away kind of, or at least I was. Um, the only time I don't want to, I'm doing something in my own personal practice that I don't want to share in the room is usually if I don't know how to teach it yet. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that one. I've definitely caught myself in that trap where I'm like, Hey guys, look at this new thing. And then I oh get my a God, l- is that not the worst feeling in the world. And I think I know that I think I, I think I know what's going on because I've dissected it. Yeah. You know, but I should have maybe like workshopped it on like two people yeah. or something like that beforehand. But uh, I was just being ambitious. If you, if you can, it's always good to look, run it through somebody I know, first. I yeah, know. No. I got excited this one time. What's the hardest technique you've ever tried? Like I have an answer for me, but like what's the hardest thing you ever tried to teach? Um, oof. The hardest thing I've ever there. I mean, there's some there's some pretty brutal stuff in the floor class. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty there's some pretty wild wild things there that I, I don't really try to teach, but I'm like here videotape this and like go home and play with it. I'll see you in a year. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, then you're not asking them to try yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sh- I mean, I won't I will not teach tosses anymore in a class because it's just mayhem. Yeah, people run around catching their hoops. Yeah, so that, I would say that's that, that's the hardest on my patients. <laughs> I think for me, the hardest thing that I ever tried to teach or am still trying to teach is folding. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think I finally am getting to a place, but I, you know, it was um, that was my great. I don't know if you have like a distinct memory of this, but I, I mean, not my experience, but that you know, we all have these moments where we're super humbled. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, you're, yeah. like I was on kind of a winning streak with my teaching. I was getting pretty good reviews and everything. And this was the first time that I had ever stumbled into material that I just like kind of broke up on. Like, I, I just like <laughs> some rooms would would love it, and then some people would hate it. And then like my the, my my like true students and fans would like. <laughs> they would talk to me like they had just met my awkward new girlfriend called uh, Folding that they didn't really want to acknowledge because they're hoping that I break up with her, you know, any yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. it was funny. It was it was the first time, but you know, but it was it was good to be humble. Mm-hmm. It was definitely good to be humble because I felt like it forced me to take my teaching seriously. Like if it was all talent and no skill, there wouldn't be any art involved, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually wasn't there for your folding class. I kind of wish I was now. Uh, yeah. yeah, you were like so. Fun of me so the camera. bird gets stuck on the hoop, and then <laughs> then he like flops over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like the, I think in some ways uh, you really impacted uh, folding for me and, and folding for a lot of people. I've like referenced your kind of drunken master style. That is definitely what you do when you're on the floor. Kind of stuff is is sort of. Um, kind of a similar sort of uh, creative idea related to folding where it's a lot of like you have to allow yourself to fumble a little bit to mm-hmm. find the grace of it all yeah oh yeah yeah i could yeah definitely could see I, th- I think you you told me actually that there was like an element of falling in it well that's that was... the part of your hooping that i think um as a movement teacher that i think i wonder if non-movement teachers see it as much but you're definitely i mean you you know how to fall do you know what I mean? And, and you mm-hmm. roll off, you know, you keep a momentum going. It, it kind of can look like flopping around, but mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot of sophistication there. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually like bizarre, the technique that goes into looking like you uh, don't care. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. All right, well, Brecken, we are over our time. All right. And I wish that we had more time. Okay. Um, you know, next time maybe I'll... Uh, We'll include a part two or something like that. Yeah. But um, thank you for stepping in on us. Do you have a website you want to mention or, or, oh my God. Well, or promo? Or? If you would like to go to breckenhoops.com, but please wait a week and a half because I'm revamping it right now. That is now. such a Brecken thing to I say. Know. It's going to be great. I swear to God. It's like actually going to be really good. Wix.com is the jam. Um, it's just awful so right now. So Breckenhoops.com. Yeah, thank you. Okay, all right. And I am Baxter. I'm on Facebook as Jonathan Livingston Baxter. I'm on Facebook at the Future Hero Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, pretty much everywhere you'd want to listen to. We will be back to regular episodes uh, this week um, and uh, regular meditations. This has been a special interview with Brecken Rivara. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.